Hey friends, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. This topic, the prince versus the servant leader, was first presented by me on August 25th, 2018, so almost two years ago in a class I had. It was my first class ever in grad school, and I just really enjoyed learning and comparing these two Uh, approaches to power and also the ties that it could have to the movie The Black Panther. So there are slides available in the show notes so you can kind of follow along that way and I'm really excited about this conversation and and I think this topic is just really near and dear to my heart. Um, I think there's just so many applications in business and family and life in general. And I just really appreciate the leaders I've gotten to be around that, that really seek to serve and seek to humanize everybody, no matter what side they're on. Um, And I think our world needs more of that. So I hope you enjoy this. By the way, safe conversations. That's the thing I was trying to think about earlier. Oh, the name of the... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Um, So... My assignment was to talk about uh, two books. They were short. One's called The Prince. One's called The Servant Leader. And I want to focus on motivations for power. Uh, Our book talked about uh, that they don't necessarily think that absolute power corrupts, but it actually shows you what your motivations are under the surface. So that's what we're going to talk about. So if you guys have seen the Black Panther movie, um, I assume both of you have, then that will help. Um, I I was pretty sure, but it's actually one of my favorite movies that I've seen in the past couple years. It blew me away, and I really love what I learned from it, and I'm looking forward to talk about these two opposing influences that I think embodied the principles of this book um, that I read. So uh, I'm going to talk about backgrounds and purposes. for why the books were written, kind of where they come from. want to talk about the goals, their goals that they stated in the book, also related to the Blank Panther movies, uh, movie, and uh, talk about how they, they both talked about having realistic expectations uh, in life and uh, contrasting that. Also, they both kind of, theorized on what the problem is with life, like why things go wrong, why why we have a struggle. So then uh, talk very briefly about tactics, and then I'll try to wrap it up on time. Um, so the book, the first book is called The Prince, and it was written by Niccolo Machiavelli. And if you ever have heard the term Machiavellian leadership or Machiavellian politics, like the... Uh, the Syrian president who's stayed in power throughout the Syrian war, very Machiavellian. Like, so so it, it all comes from him. He's, he's the reason why they have that term, and I'll talk about that a little bit. But basically it was written during the Dark Ages in Europe, so there was just a lot of turmoil. Basically whoever had the, the most power could rally the most support, you know, would control a country or just a region, and uh, Machiavelli himself... Was in, was in power. He was kind of a bureaucrat. 
and then he lost power because of some bad decisions that were made, so he wrote the book when he was kind of a poor man towards the end of his life. So contrasting that with Robert Greenleaf, who was uh, mostly a businessman and an educator, and he wrote, started thinking that he needed to write this book in the 1960s, 1970s, um, and I think he kind of especially mentions Nixon at his failed presidency as failed leadership, and he wanted to do something about it, so that's, that was his motivation um, for, for trying to do this, and his um, organization exists today. It's called the Greenleaf Center for Servant Leadership, so, uh, so a little bit of background. So you, you can probably already guess, I, I touched on Greenleaf's reason for, for starting his book, um, and Machiavelli as well, you know, this is a quote that he said, uh, he dedicated his book to a ruler uh, that he hoped would be able to gain all the power that was possible for him. So, so this is both their stated purposes, um, so I'll keep going. Um, so now relating this to the Black Panther, uh, the, the character of Killmonger, I think, really embodies this, this idea of I need to grab as much power as possible, I need to do whatever I can to get there, and, you know, I need to win. You know, that's, that's, his, that's his goal, and, and, you know, he's a complex character, and, um, you know, I, I feel for him as well, but, but I feel like he really fit into more of the Machiavellian style, whereas T'Challa, I think, really embodies a servant leader. He's, he's really focused on leaving a legacy and creating freedom for, for people, um, and, and he, I feel like, consistently gives of himself. So, um, so that's why I've made those decisions, and, and I know we could probably debate this a lot, but we'll just have to, to go with this framework for today. So both of the books realize that you can't like trust everybody, um, but then they diverge because their motivations and, and kind of like their conclusions are very different. So the prince, you know, really focuses on basically don't trust anybody and take advantage of the weak to keep you yourself in power. Um, so it's almost like um, benefiting from chaos, you know, like, um, Basically, when there's chaos and you can provide some strong leadership, people will rally to you and say, okay, well, we need him because there's chaos. So the servant, as leader, he focuses on building better order and, and doing things that will really help the society in the long run. Um, and he does realize that, that being too idealistic is a weakness. Um, so... I think that was really um, evident in T'Challa when he confronted his past, especially his father, and some things that his father had left um, disordered. And he had to confront that and try to build a better order. Um, so uh, it also you know, brings up the question of who is the enemy then, you know? And um, I think the prince... Um, really wants 
to, to just annihilate all of his enemies, and they're usually someone physical that, you know, if I can just get this person, you know, neutralized, I will be successful. You know, that's, that's kind of what the entire book is about in The Prince. He, he lists all these different enemies in ways that you can conquer or overcome them, you know, by pretty much whatever means are necessary. That's... You know, some of them are more political and more, like, sneaky. Some of them are just outright, like, you know, you just need to try to, you know, take this person out if you can, you know? Um, so it, it's, it's common sense in some ways, but it's very lacking in, I don't know, I guess ideals or uh, hope, um, hope for a better future. Um, so contrasting that with the servant leader, it actually brings it about to, to focus on the normal person. You know, is, is it more evil to stand by and do nothing than, um, than, than to even be taking part in something that may be wrong? You know, so he asks that question a lot. And, um, and it kind of brings a focus back to being healthy and building something that will last, like like what we've continued to talk about, like um, uh, Greenleaf even um, talks about in the book how at the end of your life, you're not going to exist anymore, but your legacy will. And um, the more positive you've made your life, the more things you've invested yourself into, it's it's kind of shows you like um, how like what you were building on your entire you know your entire time like your entire life what was it built on and who who were you fighting against was it was it out of negative like out of fear or hate or anger or was it because you really believed in something that you were building on so um, so it's evident in the end like who your enemy was and and this idea of health, building health, I think is really powerful. And I, I think even in the movie, it, it shows in the end um, how T'Challa still wanted within himself to, to solve the problem of what had happened in the past with Killmonger. And then he wanted to, to remedy the solution in himself and then move forward. He didn't want there to have to be a terrible ending. Um, so I think that was really powerful. And, and my conclusion to the prince, prince's point of view is that he really doesn't have um, a positive solution that basically part of the reason why is because the only joy he can get is from taking and from, from owning owning whatever it is he wants to own. Like, it's external. He's, he doesn't have peace inside, no matter how the ending goes. But T'Challa, you could tell he, you know, he wanted things to go well, but he, I feel, had solved the problem within himself first. Um, and that's what a servant leader does. It's, it's first realizing I need to um, face the evil within myself and overcome it, and then... Um, then I can be useful to anyone outside. Um, so 
I thought that was really powerful and, and really, I think, helpful, you know, in, just in daily life, realizing I can uh, sometimes focus too much on an external problem and, and first needing to realize I need to own my mess and, um, and get help and, and try to overcome it. And then uh, hopefully I'll be useful to, to people. <laughs> so um, now I wanted to just talk a little bit about the tactics of a servant leader um, because I think that will be more helpful to us. Um, we don't need to focus too much on the prince anymore. Um, so uh, one interesting idea that Greenleaf brought up was that having foresight is actually an ethical responsibility that as leaders, you are in a position where you can see the future, um, whether it's just by pure intuition or maybe at tools at your disposal, um, hopefully your experience, you have a little bit more than the people you're leading. And so he said that the failure to see a threat is, is a, um, an ethical problem. So uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, he also talked about empathy, that, that we need to be able to humanize everyone from our, our enemies, our subordinates, uh, that that way we can serve them and be able to relate to them on that level. Uh, he talked about being able to persuade people that even if you don't agree with them, you need to have positive ways to get your point across and build cohesion. Okay, so identity. Uh, he shared a story about Thomas Jefferson and how Jefferson didn't fight in the revolution the, against England. Jefferson knew who he was and that he needed to go back to his home in Virginia and really dig deep on what it meant to live by this constitution and build a republic based on that and not kind of settle for what they had been doing, which was, you know, halfway enlightened, halfway just, you know, principles that, that didn't actually work, that maybe would repeat, you know, the same type of political process that they were trying to fight against, which was Britain and all that. So, uh, so that story should just shows his identity and how he knew how I'm going to be most useful. Um, so, sticking to you, who you are. Um, as I mentioned before, community is what Greenleaf said is the best place for healing to take place. He kind of had a criticism of hospitals and and schools that are. They're institutions, and they can, they can either heal or teach, but a community is really what we need um, to, to love people and to um, really build something that will last, where institutions just, uh, at the end of the day, are, are more self-serving. So they're important, but they're not um, always, they don't always have a servant mindset, whereas a community can really serve and, and love people. So um, trying to relate that to our book written by Wetton and Cameron, um, it was a little bit tough, but I felt like, you know, foresight and legitimacy kind of go close together. Um, you know, in chapter five of our book, it, it talks about when you have legitimacy, you'll be more powerful. So I felt like that was a, 
a decent cor correlation. Empathy relates very well to likability. Um, persuasion, the book talks about using a reason um, as probably the best way to try to persuade people. There's also coercion and uh, you know different other tactics, but um, people at the end of the day want to make logical decisions, and if if you can help them kind of out of that fear zone where they're just kind of reacting and help them to say, like, hey, what do you want your legacy to be? I think that will be more persuasive and more effective. Um, so identity, I think it's really helping us in this class to know ourselves, to have these assessments, to realize, man, this is actually what I'm gifted in, and I don't need to try to do something else because this is, this is who I am. Um, coming, coming back to your, your true identity, I think. Um, and then the last one, healing and community. I think, I think that part of that is an empowerment. When you are in a community that really cares for each other, you're going to be empowered to um, be able to live your life and really, you know, um, kind of see your full potential. And I think no one institution can do that for you like a, like a community can. I mean, even if we just talk about families and groups of families that all support each other, I think that's really powerful. Um, or you could also try to relate it to superheroes, you know. Most most superheroes nowadays have a have a team, have a community, and their strengths play off each other so much better than maybe Superman, who doesn't need any help. He's just either going to figure it out or not. Um, so I think that is a little bit more realistic, that we all need that community. So um, to try to summarize, you know, we saw King T'Challa and, and his motivations for power and how um, he really did want to serve and lead, that was his goal. Um, and he also knew realistically that he had to, um, to, to build something better um, to def defeat Killmonger and not just defeat him, but try to serve him in the end, try to help him heal um, from, from his past. So um, I'm really thankful for uh, just that opportunity to learn from servant leaders in my life and, and I'm really excited to, um, I guess, elevate servant leaders. That was kind of the challenge that Greenleaf in the, in the book talked about that we need to choose, are we going to serve servant leaders or are we gonna serve guys that we kind of know they're really not in it for us, but you know, maybe we can benefit from them in the short term. So I think that's a challenge um, for all of us to consider is, you know, um, to try to seek to serve and be around servant leaders, um, to become one ourselves for sure, but also to, to be a part of that internal healing that we all, like, we all need. Um, to yeah, to look at the problems and and solve them within ourselves, and then try to be helpful in the community. So, um, basically, that's the end. Here's a couple of the links. Obviously, I got a lot of pictures from the internet, and uh, both of these books are free online. You can download them as PDFs. So, that's it. Thank you.
like the uh, the connection to uh, or the heal yourself first, or kind of starts on the inside. That made me think of uh, you know uh, the speck in your own eye. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Yeah. There's so much wisdom in that. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, sorry, we're a little compressed at the end, but good job on cramming it. So this conversation about power, I'm excited to keep learning about myself and find ways that I, through serving others, can increase the power of my organization, of my boss, my coworkers, to really continue to, to build a better world. I found that. I really enjoy talking and communicating with other people, thinking about situations logically, and really trying to give freedom and and open up choices to others that they haven't thought about before, that they just feel aren't really on the table when really they are. Like, the limitations oftentimes are just in our minds, and oftentimes it's, it's fear just you know, I've never done that before, I'm not good at that, but I think I've had so many people helping me see limitations I've put on myself that I can overcome, and I really love doing that with other people, so so I feel like I'm on this journey to, to show people this path of power that um, there's a third option, you know, some people, the, the two that are so common are, one, you have to, to just fight everything and not trust anybody, and then the other one would be, well, you know, it's hopeless to, to resist and just, just give in, but I think the third way is to, to make peace with with the conflict and to see that there's that things are hard but to like seek to serve and still add value when um in the midst of the struggle so thanks for joining me in this conversation and we'll see where this goes